I'm super inspired by you and I absolutely love the conversation that you're having and you know one thing that I would like people to know about you is you're connecting with people from all around the world you know like all the way from <laughs> yeah. Canada like people should know that how you're using the power of like virtual connection and gathering all of these amazing people who are doing amazing work all around the world and just you know bringing them on your show like Hey guys, it's Hana and you are listening to the Hana Farhi Show. Today we have with us Abir Ansari connecting us from Canada. Abir is a passionate mental health advocate currently completing her undergrad at the University of Toronto. She's a talk speaker with JAT.org, which is a Canadian mental health charity organization. Abir's passion for mental health advocacy has allowed her to work on different projects at JAT.org in partnership with Canada's Healthcare. So let's talk to Abir and know all about her experience on working as a mental health advocate. Welcome to the show, Abir. It's absolutely a delight to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Hannah. I'm super excited to be here. So am I. So how's everything going? Everything's going well. Um, it's very like wintry morning here in Canada. It's pretty cold, um, but it's a nice day to record this show with you. Yeah. So let's get started. To begin with, how do you perceive mental health advocacy as? Also, please do let our listeners know the difference between mental health and mental illness because I've seen a lot of people interchange the meaning. Definitely, definitely. Um, they do use this interchangeably and sometimes, you know, they don't recognize the fine difference. And it's really important to know the difference when you're especially trying to raise awareness about mental health. So mental health is a state of well-being that affects our mood, feelings and behavior. Um, it lies on a spectrum, so ranging from low to high so for example, you'll have low mental health days when you're, you're not like really feeling well. And then there will be days when you have like optimal mental health. So it's just a state of well-being. Um, on the other hand, mental illness is a cluster of symptoms that are diagnosable. So it ranges from no diagnosis to severe diagnosis. So it's really important to understand that. And as a Jack.org speaker, and um, one thing that I've learned throughout my training is viewing mental health and mental illness on a dual spectrum. So imagine that like there's a spectrum of mental health ranging from low to high um, placed like vertically. And then there's a spectrum of mental illness ranging from no diagnosis to severe diagnosis placed horizontally. So now you have like four different quadrants. So people may have optimal diagnosis they may have optimal mental health while they do have a mental illness. This means that, you know, they're receiving the right treatment and the right resources, or they may have low mental health with a diagnosed mental illness, which means, you know, they're not receiving the right treatment or the right resources. So it's really important to, you know, first understand what mental health is, how is it different from mental illness, and then how you can actually put these two things together to understand how people, you know, deal with mental health and mental illness. Right, absolutely. So now when we talk about advocacy, uh, what is mental health advocacy? Uh, what is a good side of it so, and, you know, dark side of it? How mm, you- right. So I think this varies from person to person. Um, for me, it's basically showing you care about mental health and wellness and actively trying to reduce the stigma around it. And when I say it varies from person to person, I mean, like how they advocate for mental health may be different, you know, not everyone uses social media. Um, some people may, you know, be an active person who actively looks out for their own mental health or the mental health of people around them by actively physically being there for them, right? So 
it, it varies. However, generally, I would say it's showing you care about mental health and well-being and actively trying to reduce the stigma by having those conversations about mental health versus mental illness and how people should, you know, feel no shame in reaching out for the help that they need. So, you know, if you're a mental health advocate and you know how to, you know, uh, reach out and be there for others and yourself, then in my opinion, you are a good advocate. And uh, the thing about social media is that it's easy to re uh, reach like a larger audience, uh, which makes it much more easier to raise awareness. So a lot of people these days are using various platforms like Instagram to raise awareness and really, you know, mm -hmm. portray them as like mental health advocates, which is, which is great. And, and um, for your second question, the nice and the dark side would be, I would say, the collective empowerment that comes when you're advocating for mental health is a really, you know, the bright side of it. And, you know, it's just, you create a virtual community that's safe Absolutely. and everyone feels understood. And, you know, when one person, exactly, when one person talks about mental health or like the struggles they're facing, another, like a bunch of people behind their own screens feel like, oh, I get that, you know, that's right. so relatable. I can totally I relate so to it, yeah. <laughs> you know you're like oh I, I just think you know they were probably thinking of me when they wrote this <laughs> exactly it's beautiful. that's absolutely Seriously. amazing it's like as the, we are spreading an awareness at the same time we are at the receiving end so it's beautiful yeah exactly say. it's beautiful but then there's a dark side which is a stigma obviously right because mental health is a huge umbrella and then there are like different factors that are falling underneath it. For example, failures and setbacks in life, um, passing away of family members, broken relationships, toxic, toxic friendships, or like financial crisis. All of these things affect your mental health. And in some cultures or societies, or even for some people, it may be easier to talk about some of these factors, but it may not be considered appropriate to maybe talk about like broken marriages when compared to talking about, let's say, you know, um, toxic friendships, you know? So the stigma mm, right. that surrounds certain topics, even though they all affect your mental health, it's it's easier to talk about some things and much harder. So that is really difficult, especially for advocates, because, you know, when let's say I'm writing a post on my Instagram and I'm talking about mental health, I try to make it relatable to everyone, no matter what type of hardship they're going through, whether they lost a partner or they're losing a friend. Right. However, this may be, you know, difficult for them because people will raise questions. Oh, why, why are you making such posts, right? What is the reason behind it? And that stigma associated with certain topics and mental health in general can be really difficult when advocating for it. So what are some of the things that you keep in mind when advocating about mental health? Two things would be, staying true to yourself is a really big one for me. Whenever I post anything, um, talk about any any topic related to mental health or even you know signing up for like these podcast interviews or like any other interviews I make sure that when I'm going out there to speak or write a post I'm actually genuinely feeling that way you know there is mm. no point in making a happy post when I'm miserable behind the screen there's no point in talking about reaching out for help when I'm struggling to reach out for help because I feel like that's just deceiving yourself um, mm. And also others, because you're making it seem so easy. Hey, reach out for help. But behind right. the screen, you aren't being able to reach out for help. So, you know, it's 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 easy to say and put things out there, but mm. it's okay mm. to not 
that's okay to struggle. And if you're struggling, it's okay to, you know, portray that as it is that, yay, oh, hey, like it's, it's really important to uh, reach out for help, but it may be very difficult at times. Right. Absolutely. That would make it so much easier for yourself and everyone else who's, you know, viewing your stories and your posts. That's when they're going to be able to relate to you, you know, because everyone is human, everyone struggles. So being true to yourself is being true to everyone else, which just adds so much value to your work. Exactly. I can totally, totally 101% relate to it because you remember the last time we scheduled for the podcast and then it got rescheduled then, uh, to the next week. Yes. So during that time, there were a lot of, you know, uh, home renovation that was going on. And, you know, there were, there were too many things that were happening. Like and with, you know, oh, my studies. Exactly. Well. And, you know, I'm so happy and that you us, did that. Like, yeah, I'm so and, happy. <laughs> I don't know. I till you know till the evening I was thinking okay, आज मुझे record करनी है podcast. You know I was thinking all of that. You know I was all it was all say okay everything planned. This is going well. This is going well. This is going well. And when I was like actually approaching to it, you know, it was uh, uh, like I think it was one or two hours before that I told you. I don't remember yeah. exactly. So yeah. I was like, okay, everything is going all smooth, but I don't know why I didn't feel that, you know, even though I could have done it, you know, but mm-hmm. I was not in my really good mood. Exactly. You know, there was no, you know, there's like, recording. like, you don't want to, you're such a great host. Like you don't want to do it just for the sake of doing it. You want to do it because you want to feel good while engaging with your audience. And like, so, and that there's a, here's the thing, Hannah, you know, like, it's amazing that you brought this up because the fact that you expressed it, I instantly realized, okay, you know, like it, she has, you know, her own, like, she has the power to like say no, like not right now, not today, Be- which is why like today when I wanted to reach out to you, I was like, hey, can you, you know, start 30 minutes later? Because you gave me that image that, you know, it's, it's okay to, you know, just cancel maybe last minute because things aren't working out. And that is a beautiful connection that we offer people that, hey, it's, it's not working out. That's okay. You know, we all have our days and that just makes it so much easier for everyone to express that. So yeah, there are a lot of things that goes, you know, and a lot of times people think that, oh, you are into this. It's very easy for you to record, you know, you can schedule it whenever you feel like, but there are a lot of things that goes behind this. And uh, sometimes, you know, it's very difficult to explain it to it. Now I'm like, you know, I've stopped, you know, explaining, okay, this is how it goes. There's no point. As long as you are comfortable with whatever you're doing and you believe in it, I think that's more beautiful. Exactly. And one last example that I want to give for this question is when when I was like a little kid, I used to go on airplanes and, you know, before like the flight would start, they would tell us about oxygen masks in case there's like a lack of oxygen. Always put your mask on first and then help everyone else. And I was like, why? Like, like, why should I, you know, I can just easily, if my brother is sitting right beside me, I can just, you know, like help him with his mask Mm -hmm. if he's struggling and then I can put on mine. But then I realized that, it's important to put your mask on first even if you can see people around you are not doing so well because once you put on your own mask you have the capacity and the ability to help so many more people than the one just sitting on your right hand side Mm, you know because if you start running out of oxygen because you were helping one other person, then you have no ability to, or the energy to help someone else. And what's the guarantee that the person you help is going to help you back? 
you know? So that's mm-hmm. the same thing when you're posting stuff and advocating for mental health, that you need to feel full and good first before you know spreading a positivity because if you have a little bit of positivity left and you just invest that energy out there then how are you going to refill your own cup right yeah that's like it said you can you can't uh, yeah so when you talk about being yourself you know uh being authentic self or being adaptive self you know a lot of times you know it is a very fine line you know a lot of things that we see online or otherwise we see we meet with our family members cousins or friends whosoever it is we adapt a, a bit from each one of them or whether it is online community whatever it is so oh, don't you think that gets mixed with uh, your authentic self and sometimes when you adapt something those things might be really true and uh, those things might be very insightful maybe it will be helpful for you but sometimes you know you don't really resonate with what others are saying and but you still hold on to it but you know how do you maintain that balance between authentic self and adaptive mm-hmm. being true to yourself how do you do that that's a beautiful question that's a beautiful question um because again as you said that sometimes the things that we want to adapt or the things we really like are actually really insightful and you feel like and sometimes when you actually adapt them they're actually really helpful too so mm-hmm. what i would say is when you sit down with yourself you know let's say your authentic self right now you should have a set of values that are set in stone mm-hmm. at least that's how i approach like set in stone values right when your values are set in stone you're gonna adapt the things that align with your values even if they weren't a part of your authentic self at first because we are living the social world the virtual world has so many new ideas so many new things and it's totally great to adapt them right as long as they align with your values and who your authentic self is for example when writing a post right let's say i'm writing about something something emotional okay i feel like i take critical constructive like criticism really nicely and questioning really nicely but when it comes to like mental health and sharing your story or like writing emotional posts i feel like this isn't the area where someone should come in and tell you hey you shouldn't have posted that hey that is mm. too emotional that is too much like never let someone show you when it comes to your authenticity you know those are the things that they can't adapt to maybe someone else isn't able to adapt to your values when they're you know telling you hey you shouldn't have posted this this doesn't really sound that right So it's really important to hold on to those things that are important to you and when you see something that aligns with your values just you know you can adapt it there's nothing wrong because that isn't taking away from your authenticity that's just adding on to who you right. are as a person you yeah. know you just want to see what's taking away from who you are and what's adding to who you are mm. wow that's so beautifully put so just to let our um, <laughs> listeners know uh, when you talk about you know values or talk about ethics or you you need to know your values you need to know your ethics but um, how do you think that uh, someone who is just growing up who is in the teenagers or who is in teenage or early 20s which is who is just trying to figure out who doesn't really know what their concrete solid values or ethics are uh, how do you think that they can identify those you know how do you think they can do that This is a good question but it has so many different 
dimensions to it. I think growing up myself, family, um, religion, all of this has, I think these are the two main things that have played a role in developing my values, right? Um, and I think for some people, it may be the school, the education system that they go to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the teenage years are a very confusing time of your life because you're exposed to different people who have different values, right? And it's a phase where you want to fit in. Right. And it's a scary phase because fitting in and letting your own val- letting go of your own values just to fit in is, is really scary because at the end, it's your values who what gets you to who you are as a person later on in life. So I feel like it really depends on the environment that you're being brought up in. Um, for example, if my religion tells me to be kind and you know stand against oppression, now that value was rooted in me because of my religion. But as I grew up, the education system that I was in, the community, I, I realized, yeah, you know, this value aligns with the vast majority of people. And that is how I think people just, you know, identify themselves and just move away from people and places that don't align with their values. So I think, yeah, for me, it was religion and family. Um, for other people, it may be family or like school, but I feel like being kind is, is really important. Not hurting other people is really important. Taking care of yourself is really important. These are the values that parents should instill within their children from a very young age because you know when they know not to hurt someone else and take care of themselves I think every other thing that they adapt would you know fall in place because do no harm and don't let anyone harm you. Uh, So during your advocacy what are some of the challenges that you have faced be it social culture barriers or something? So I think in terms of um the social and cultural barriers. I feel like I have moved a lot. I, I was born in Pakistan. I was two when we uh, left Pakistan and you know, I have lived in so many different countries in the Middle East. So I was always moving and there were different social and cultural aspects to like each country where I lived. And I actually started advocating for mental health when I came to Canada. A few years ago so when I was probably in my first year like my last year of uni- uh, high school my first year of university and the thing about Canada is you don't get to face a lot of social and cultural barriers in the Canadian community when advocating about mental health but being a part of the South Asian culture I think that is where the most barriers lie um in my family like my mom has been super supportive of like the work I do um my dad as well but you know when you're on Instagram or like social media you have so many friends from like back home or like you know family members and that's when it gets a little bit tricky because you know it's it's hard to you, you don't know what's going on in their head because I have been lived in Pakistan so it's really difficult to understand it but you know that it exists and how I look at it is that every society or culture, mm-hmm. even though they might not have the word mental health, they probably do look after their, you know, mental well-being in some way or another. So I think when you're trying to advocate and raise awareness and reduce the stigma, 
while targeting those societies that have like, you know, a, a barrier, it's important to just maybe step back from the terminology that you use and try to understand what they use and how they perceive it. You know, sometimes you just got to let go of what, all the things that you have, you know, the way that you do things and just try to understand what the other person might do in this situation when someone, less even the South Asian community, you know, maybe if they, you know, have failed marriage, how, how do they deal with the stress? You know, how do they navigate through it? What resources is it? Are there like set resources or like, is, is, are there like community, you know, resources such as friends, family, who do they reach out to? Maybe just observing all of that and understanding their perspective will help you understand how they, you know, take care of their mental health, maybe without using the word mental health. And that's how you can start the conversation and raise awareness. Yes, it is. And, and that there, there are two things, right? Like this is, when it comes to like social and cultural barriers, like, you know, it's a little bit tricky, but I feel like somewhere it's like also important to understand what they might be thinking or where they're coming from. However, like just in general, when you're not maybe looking into social and cultural barriers, just like regular advocacy, like internet stuff and how you're portraying your social media posts, I think it's important to let go of the thought of how, what are other people thinking? You know, this is the biggest, I think the biggest virtual barrier right now, or like right. barrier in general is the question, what are other people thinking? Because half the time they're not even thinking anything about what you're doing, you know? They're like, if there are a thousand people that follow you and 20 of them have reached out to you and said to you like, hey, your posts really benefit me, then what's the point of thinking of like all the other people hmm. who, you know, you don't know if they're even thinking about your post or if they even read it. Like what matters to you is the positive impact that you're making, right? Not about like, oh, are they gonna think I'm too emotional? Are they thinking like, I'm a, I'm a really sad person? You know, that's also like, these are things that run through your head when you're like advocating for mental health. Like, you know, are they thinking I'm this type of person or that type of person? Like, no, you, you, you are you and you're important and your message is important because even if it makes an impact on one person, that's huge. Yeah, like said, you know, it's not about millions of views or thousands of views that you get or thousands of likes, but it's about the kind of impact, the kind of change that you left. So it mm -hmm. all comes down to that. So uh, how do you deal with the repercussions uh, after sharing uh, your story? You know, thing. Uh, you have shared a lot about you being coming from, uh, from a Pakistani background. This is a great question because this is, you know, the thing that I love, either there's so many influential people, motivational speakers out there. And one thing I've noticed is when people are vulnerable and they share their story, it just leaves a huge positive impact on the listener and I, I love the people who you know maybe refrain from sharing their stories and all of that and that's that's totally okay but as a speaker myself when I have talks I actually do share my story right I do share why I started mental health advocacy um, and all of that but one important principle that I even like this is this, this is an advice that I tell like so many other people and myself too that when you're sharing your story, don't relive it or make others relive relive it. Instead, make it relatable. Relate to it. Make others relate to the lesson. Don't relive it. Don't make others relive it. And what does this mean? For example, if um, 
I had a hard time, you know, transitioning from high school to my first year of university. Now, when I'm sharing that, I'm not going to go back in time and relive those moments, right? I'm not going to do that. That's not good for me. And a second reason is when you try and make someone relive your story, you expect them to feel the same emotions. You, you expect that, you know, they, they, they understand you completely, which is difficult because they have haven't walked that path of life right and you're just setting up yourself for disappointment mm. so what you want to do is whenever I'm like crafting my story I take out the main lessons from it okay what can people relate to how can this help people right I relate to the lessons I make other people relate to the story so that this is one rule that I always live by when sharing my story when having other people share theirs mm. That's nice. That's so beautiful. Nice way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> so since uh, we've uh, uh, talked a lot, a lot about, you know, how to advocate and what uh, all things that mm -hmm. goes into advocacy. Now let's talk mm -hmm. about a few things that people need to keep in mind uh, when uh, not to advocate. Mm -hmm. This is a good question. Um, it's also interesting because I've never been asked this question. You know, people always ask, why should we advocate? How do you, like never, this question never, you know, came at me like when not to advocate. But it's a good question because I think it ties back to staying true to yourself. There will be days when you, you wouldn't feel like, you know, coming out and like sharing posts or like raising awareness. Like, like you said, it, it doesn't even have to be something upsetting that's going on in your life like maybe your life is hectic your life is busy um as you said the last time we were trying to record the podcast you just knew that you know even though you can and even though you it's it's not a big deal for you to just come in and record the the, the episode but you knew that you weren't being true to yourself like it wasn't the you you who's going to be the host like you know and that's when you need to just Tell yourself that you have the power to step back. You have the power to say no. Like this isn't being a mental health advocate. Isn't a job. It isn't a title that's like stamped on you. And now you're like, every time you make an Instagram post, you are going to post something about mental health. Every time you go out to speak to people, it's going to be a men about mental health. Maybe you, you have days where you want to take a break. And the biggest thing that I want to tell people is know that you have the power to step back. You know, when people praise you, when people tell you that they absolutely love your work, I think all of that just consumes you and makes you feel like this is the only purpose that you have. You know, so you have you have you're 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 growing as a person. You you're going on to new things in life. You're learning about new things. You know, maybe you you live you have like new experiences that open new doors of like different advocacy for you. Maybe you want to take some time and have more experiences that you can connect to mental health because you're done sharing the same story now you want to learn more you want to meet new people and then come back and share your story so it's okay to take take a step back whenever you feel like you need to you know there isn't like I'm not going to come on here and tell people this is when you should not advocate what I want to tell people is there will be days when you don't want to advocate there will be months and that's okay just know that you have the power to step back. Mm. Nice. So, Abhi, now let's move on to another segment where we have like quick five questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Rapid fire sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> let's get started. I love this. 
Uh, what is one major life lesson that you have had? Oh, one major life lesson. Ooh, okay. Um, oh, shoot. This is hard. Like, because all <laughs> the life lessons are like popping up. I'm so sorry. Just, okay. That's right. My major okay. life lesson would be that love yourself. Always love yourself so much you know so much so that you become a kinder person a more forgiving person but you don't become someone who people you know just walk all over so love yourself because that's gonna set a bar for how everyone else should treat you and if someone doesn't treat you that way you would know right away how you should be treated so it's really important to love yourself and not let not let people take you for granted but love yourself in a way that doesn't make you a harder person, but a much more soft and kinder person. Oh, that's nice. Okay, number two. Okay, mm-hmm. I hope this time you'll be quick. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. Okay, what do you look forward to and what what keeps you going? Um, I want to make this... I, I, oh. So... What keeps me going in terms of, let's say, my mental health advocacy work or, you know, just like little bits of projects that I love doing is empowering other people, you know. I know everyone likes to listen and, you know, likes to take advice, but I want people to feel so empowered to know that no matter what they've gone through, they have the ability to make change, you know. So what keeps me going is when people say, wow, what your, your posts have benefited me, I'm like, great, now I want you to benefit like other people because you have the power to do that. Okay, what's your message to the world? Wow, my message to the world would be be very, very kind. I think this is super important, especially with what we're going through right now with this global pandemic. You don't know what people are going through. People are isolated, they're in their homes. You know, whenever you're reaching out to someone through social media, whatever, like, you know, people would always think, oh, what would be the last thing? we would say to someone before we never see them again. And this has happened. Before this global pandemic hit, I have had the most beautiful conversations and the most upsetting conversations with people, knowing that we we're going to return to school next week. And then halfway through, we realized that, no, we're, we're going into lockdown. And I never heard from them again. So this is real, you know? This isn't some imaginary fantasy thing that, oh, what would be the last thing that you would say to someone? Make sure it's kind. This is actually true. This global pandemic has, has shown us that you never know when's the last time you're gonna be seeing someone. So always be kind. You have no idea what people are fighting through. So it's super important, yeah. Okay, another question. Uh, how do you see life and death? Ooh, this is, okay, um, being, coming from a, as, as a Muslim, um, my idea of this life is that it's a temporary place. It's a place where, you know, we, we like to find permanence, but it's not. And always when being let down by people, um, by situations, I remind myself that, you know, you, you're, fi- you're trying to find permanence here, but when in fact, the life after death or like the death itself is the permanent home so yeah that's how i distinguish between life and death so when life disappoints me it's it, it actually you know calms my heart thinking of like the afterlife or like 
what comes after death because as humans, I feel like we're created with this void inside us that we wanna yearn for something that's permanent, beautiful, everlasting. And this life isn't going to give us any of that job, relationships, friendships, careers, all of those things are temporary. And whenever we try to strive for permanence in these places, we, we break, we are disappointed. So that's how I distinguish between life and death. That's beautiful. Uh, okay, the last one. Uh, what do you want to be remembered as? I want to be remembered as the person who cared. You know, the person who who cared. Like, yeah, this, this is what I try to always do whenever I like talk to people, uh, meet new people. I And they share something about them, something funny, something nice, not even like something upsetting. I just remember that and... I try my best to make people feel valued. I'm gone. People are like, you know, that one girl, like she cared about the color that I like. She cared about my favorite ice cream flavor. So yeah, I want to be that person. That's so beautiful. And uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Abir, for connecting. It was a delight to have you on the show. Wishing you lots of happiness, peace, success in both the worlds. Wishing you the Aww. best of both the worlds. It was a great <laughs> to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Hannah. You're <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I have learned so much from you. The way you, you know, spark conversations, all the behind the screens things that you do, like how you handle setting up an episode and all the logistics. I'm super inspired by you, and I absolutely love the conversation that you're having and you know one thing that I, I would like people to know about you is you're connecting with people from all around the world you know like <laughs> all the way from yeah. Canada like people should know that how you're using the power of like virtual connection and gathering all of these amazing people who are doing amazing work all around the world and just you know bringing them on your show like we are doing good like if, if people say that oh Abir is like a mental health advocate and she's doing all of this good work. In the end, people like you who are amplifying our voices, who are giving us a platform to speak and have these conversations is actually what makes it much more, you know, what, what keeps us going in the end. Because we know like people like you who are just as passionate about all of the, this positive work are actually giving us a platform to amplify our voices. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for supporting people like us. I love the fact it's, that, you know, coming so from like an IT background, you initiated this because again, like if we compare like in the psych psychology industry, like the mental health, people who are actually studying all of this, you know, they eventually start having these conversations, but then the area that you're coming from, I feel like the fact that you initiated this, created this platform, it's awesome. Thank you so much. And to all our listeners, I hope you found this episode insightful and meaningful. If you like this episode, do share it with your friends, family, and loved ones. And yeah, take care. Remember to be a better version of yourself. Learn, grow, and spread good vibes.